Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. And this week we're talking about an album that I picked. It's called Lineage, and it's by Plusol? Plusol? I don't know how to pronounce their name still. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't look it up either. Like, Not that there's like a quick and handy pronunciation guide anyway. Yeah, I tried to find it. I couldn't oh, find it. I couldn't find the the artist's actual name and oh. I couldn't find the uh the pronunciation of but I'm just gonna say Plusle because that's sure. how I that's how my head says it whenever I think <laughs> of his name. So Yeah. I, I think that works for me. Uh why did why did you pick Plusle lineage? You know, I just like it and I don't know. Uh were you just like did it just like hit you as like, okay, this is the, the time for this? Or was it, it like that you've been listening? Because th- was this on your... This album came out last year. Yeah, right? this this album came out May 1st of 2020. And I mean, I had been listening to Plusle before then, mm-hmm. but I I had listened to... Like, it came out and I was just like, ooh, I really vibe with this album. His uh, previous album... I keep saying his. I don't know if Plusle's a, a guy there. or a girl. There. Yeah, there we go. There. Uh, yeah, the, the album... Aura, I guess, was the previous album, and I really dug that. And then whenever this one came out, I was just like, "Oh yeah, you know, I like this one too." Hell so, yeah. do you like this more, less, equal to to Aura? I think as a whole album, I like it more. There okay. are some tracks on Aura that I really like, like a lot, like probably more than some of the tracks on this one. But mm-hmm. I think as a whole overall experience, I like this one more. Well, cool. I guess with that, you you might consider you know visiting the Plusle page of Spotify, some sort of angelic temple where you can just kind of meditate and and relax and and witness the beauty that is their music. Yeah, the the angel temple of sorts, and also the track number one, starting it out hot with the with We're the segues. <laughs> yeah, so this one it has some some lovely plucky harp synths. That, that kind of like the strings that are like kind of synthy kind of harpy i guess that fit perfectly with the title of it being angel temple and i i just feel like i'm sitting on some mountaintop you know on like a sunny day with a few clouds floating around at eye level like it kind of gives me like a, a zelda breath of the wild <laughs> feel to it because it's very like just just lovely and then there's this break and i i wrote in all caps in my notes Oh my goodness. It's, it's just all I had at the break. And it, it's just, it's magnificent. It's, it kind of has like a Porter Robinson worlds feel. A lot of this album reminded me of Porter Robinson, not to say that this is not distinct from it because it totally is. Um, but it, it's just, it, I don't know. It has such like an interesting, surprising break to it. And it, it goes kind of electronic and, and it's it's fucking it's great and then at the end of the track it kind of felt like the world fell apart and is like being attacked and like it's on fire and i wasn't <laughs> really sure like I, I i don't know what the narrative of this album is i didn't really develop a through line per se for this album but a lot of it was very like reminiscent of video game music to me and i i really enjoy it well i'm glad you really enjoy it i was like as i was listening to it i was really hoping you would because I too saw parallels from uh, Porter Robinson, mm-hmm. and I mean I really like it. And this this one specifically, like it has almost like a drop that reminds me of like 
it could be, albeit a really good, but older, like dubstep drop almost whenever the song breaks and really hits Yeah, at that point. And I know that has like a stigma around it where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe Fuck he'll that. like it. I love Maybe dubstep. He'll- Hell yeah, I love dubstep, but there's just like so many people that are like, oh, fucking just waiting for the drop, bro. Like, that... I'm, I'm going to uh, Excision's festival in September. Hell yeah. Doing, doing Lost Lands this year, so I got tickets for that. I'm oh, all cool. about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all for drops. Like, I, uh, I I like it. It's cool. And, well, I'm glad you liked it uh, because, I don't know, uh, it's, it's always nerve wracking because I'm like, ah. Man, I really like it, and I think he could like it, but there's also the chance that maybe it won't. It won't. Does it bother you when I shit on an album that you bring to the table? No, not at all. (laughs) It's just like the not knowing. I think is the thing that I'm like suspense. "Ah!" But yeah, I like that cool like harp. I feel like um, he does a cool kind of thing that like we noticed that Porter Robinson did on nurture not necessarily that this album sounds anything like nurture yeah but he does like a cool they do like a cool toss between natural sounds and electronic sounds i think yeah yeah like with uh some of the ambience that is behind the actual like electronic music and yeah i like also they do like a i guess it's a play with like silence or volume changing a lot where it's like the the silence or taking away sound adds to the beat almost especially since like listening on headphones it's like it feels like there's like a vacuum in your head where it's like there's an absence of sound in the middle of this crazy what like craziness going on and yeah yeah. i I think they do it very well and I, i think kind of to your point about it being a balance of natural sounds and synthetic sounds, I suppose is the alternative, uh, the album art for this. And I found out that each single actually, or like each song has its own art Mm -hmm. to it. I haven't looked through them all, but I, I, from what I saw, like a lot of them kind of also share that theming, uh, specifically the album art of it has like this kind of snowy mountain crater thing with like, trees and stuff is what it what it looks like to me but there's also some like man-made structures there within so it's this kind of like ruined secluded area that i think kind of mirrors that natural sound versus synthy electronic sound that he tries to balance throughout this album they try to balance throughout this album. <laughs> man it's tough it's tough not knowing <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I automatically ascribe he because i am a guy and it's like That's i'm looking normal. at everything yeah like guy, i'm looking as normal <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. But the uh the video game soundtrack type feel is spot on. Like I feel like I'm in a video game whenever I listen to a lot of this music. And yeah. whenever it ends, it like you said, it sounds like chaos. Like there's it sounds like there's some breaking glass and then people screaming kind of in the background. Like people are just like, Oh, what's what's happening? Go-. Like I mean, nobody's saying any words, but that's <laughs> that's the feel I get. Yeah, it, it sounds like you're you're being attacked by some sort of ghost tribe perhaps yeah and the only way to remedy that attack is by listening to track number two ghost titled, tribe ghost tribe <laughs> <laughs> two for two we're killing it. yeah we're there we go the ball rolling. this one starts out with like uh i don't it reminds me of like a cutting out stereo like mm-hmm. like you're not getting the reception you're supposed to be getting 
and it's added to because there's like some rain and chimes going on in the background which makes me think of a storm almost and it's like the radio like you're trying to find the station that you want to listen to during a rainstorm but you just can't and uh it hits like this one it has like some vocal snippets i mean there's really no vocals on this album at all but uh you hear like a a woo or something right before the song picks up and it's it's like he puts somebody in the background to be like oh shit here we go and then it just starts hype man for the song hell yeah dude backup backpack he's the the woo guy yeah exactly the yeah guy yeah exactly he's just the hype man (laughs) uh yeah this song like it has such a vibe such a vibe yeah there's there's like i don't know so many of these songs there's a lot of progression throughout each song right and this one like it has a lot of those natural sounds like it kind of almost has like pan flute sounds yeah at points in it and then it builds and it has this big like typical edm build I guess in some way with like some, some risers and some like, like you can tell <laughs> that it's building over time and then the drop hits and it's just, it's fucking great. And this one, there's like an angelic choir and like a really trappy beat that gives a nice kind of flavor to it. And then it has this like solemn piano break in it. That's like, just, it's, I don't know. It goes in so many different directions. And because of that, this, this track specifically, I called out that like the album thus far with all two tracks gives me some kind of blend of Porter Robinson flume from flumes like first album, but even some from like skin, but, uh, and water flame who did a lot of the music for castle crashers because that's, that's a fantastic video game. (laughs) Uh, And that's kind of where it goes from my brain for a lot of this music being kind of upbeat, but also atmospheric and stuff, which he, he balances out perfectly. And then there's like there's like three drops or something in the song, and like the last drop is just so like chill and haunting and cool. It just like I don't know, it feels so distinctly different from the rest of the song. And like I, I think that's where Plusle really shines is like taking you on small journeys in like the length of a song and like three minutes. Most of them are around like three minutes, and just having such a, a range of sounds within the, that three minutes. It's, it's very impressive. I think I agree. And I think it is impressive because I, I mean, there, this song and quite like a few others on the album, it's like the, you, you get a buildup and then you get kind of a break or a drop or something where the song mm-hmm. just kind of flips. And then you're like, ah, oh, shit, this is what it like. We're going to just be riding out for the rest of the song. And then it'll kind of like break again and build up again yeah. and then j- drop again. And you're just like, where am I now? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. But, there's a lot of motion. Yeah. And then that last drop, I think is like where the woo was before the song picked up the first time. There's like somebody in the background chatting. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. And then right before that last drop comes in it, and it sounds like, I don't want to say like there's like a sawtooth type of a synth sound. It's almost like a grinding sound, I guess. Mm. Very glassy, very grinding. And then like there's glitchy sounds going on in the background. And then that part ends and it just like the whole song kind of ends on a gentle piano note to kind of be like, okay, it's it's okay now. (laughs) It's okay. We're going to be making some some new windows soon to, to see clearly through thing like we're gonna we're gonna gather up some sand right we're gonna we're gonna heat it in a kiln mm-hmm. we're gonna bend it 
you know, form glass because that's how glass is made, right? You just yeah. Heat sand until it's clear. Yeah, that's totally how you do it. And to do that, you need to go into the last airbender universe <laughs> and contact some sandbenders. Joey, we don't have to go into another alternate universe to get glass. We have glass in our universe, Joey. Yeah, but sandbenders are not a thing. I, I mean, th- it's it's the, t- the title of drag number three. <laughs> so clearly, it's a thing. The the term sandbenders exists in this universe. You know, I think, I think you have a point. I think you have a really good point. <laughs> but yeah, track number three, sandbenders. Uh, it, the title immediately obviously puts me in this desert, but the music kind of starts in kind of a cool and calm direction for me. So it's kind of it was kind of a little dissonant, and then it, I was like, okay, well maybe we're it's just windy, right? So like it it's normally hot, but it's it's night, it's kind of dark out. There's some wind or something, and then the rest of like the the instrumentation and the melody and stuff comes in. Like there's definitely a lot of Middle Eastern influence where I feel like I'm in a desert, kind of a thing. Uh, the melody at the drop has this weird hesitation to it mm-hmm. and it's like a it's kind of slightly off the beat and it kind of makes me feel like i'm just trudging through like ankle deep sand trying to get to some sort of oasis kind of a thing and uh, i noted if plusle hasn't made video game soundtrack music i'm going to be surprised at this point i forgot to look into it to see if they had but uh they like i don't know everything about this album just kind of has that feel to me where it's just like it, it makes perfect sense it's adventurous there's a lot happening but it's also has a lot of ambience to it that that makes sense it lends itself to being in the background while action is happening in front of it yeah this uh this one like we pretty much i think got the same idea because it it starts off kind of like i likened it to like an oasis or something in the middle of a desert because there is a part where like a trappish beat starts hitting right before the drop and it's like maybe you're out in the middle of nowhere like you're far away from whatever oasis that you were at at the beginning of the song and then the the drop hits and it starts like you're limping maybe you're a little dehydrated yeah. you're 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 worse for wear trying to move through thick sand or maybe even quicksand i don't know but it's uh it's it's a cool feeling be- just it's like the anticipation of waiting for the next beat to come it's a fraction of a second but it yeah whenever it doesn't hit right it feels so much longer yeah and that's, it kind of has cool this kind of sluggish movement feel to it which is it's kind of cool yeah and uh i don't know if he's if they've ever made a uh, video game music like i haven't looked into it but i do know most of the video game playlists that I make, uh, there's like at least, I don't know, I'd say a quarter plus songs on it. Like my Risk yeah. of Rain playlist, my Borderlands playlist that oh, I only side listen note, to sometimes. Shout out to Chris Christodoulou. Oh my for God. Yeah. doing such an amazing fucking job at both Risk of Rain uh, soundtracks. If you haven't listened to those soundtracks, go do so. Yeah, I honestly, like, I love making playlists specifically for games. I feel bad making one for Risk of Rain because yeah. <laughs> because I listen to that soundtrack when I'm not playing the game. Right. And, but it's, it's, it's so good. It is. It is. It is. I'd say some of the best video game music that I've ever heard, I guess. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. And it's not like... It's, I, 
I feel like a lot of people are probably going to get the wrong perception of what it is because it's not high fantasy. It's not a lot of strings and flutes and it's not Zelda music. Yeah. Right? It's very synthy and it's very like he, ha- he has the saw synth that he uses and he fucking wails on it like it's a goddamn guitar and he's shredding and it's just ugh, hell every- yeah, everything he does. But we're, we're, we're way off track. Yeah. At this, well, I guess not way off track, but we need to bring it back to, to Plusle. Yeah. And I, I think each of the, the song covers, because they each have individual art, are in these like 3D isometric uh, cube window things. So that also kind of made me think, okay, he, he, this person's clearly involved in video games to some extent because they're using like 3D pixel art isometric images for their, for their album. So it, it makes sense to me if they had also made video game music or if they were inspired by it, clearly inspired by it. I think, yeah. like, I don't know. They, they need to be making video game music if they're not. Yeah. So get on that, uh, Plusle, if you're out there, <laughs> I don't know your name. I don't know anything about you, but if you're listening to this, the mystery, make... <laughs> mystery character in our heads, make video game music, please. Yeah. And let me know what game it is. So I'll buy it immediately yeah. just for your soundtrack. Yeah, until then, maybe I'll just be hiding out in a cave somewhere, just just chilling, getting all windy with the cave winds. <laughs> yeah, and while, while you're out finding yourself in, in some cave, I'll, I'll be here on the podcast talking about track number four, Cave Winds. Oh shit, I guess I should leave and go find a cave then so you can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one, I mean, it it is what it says it is, right? Yeah. There, there's a lot of like running water sounds and some soft ambience that kind of sets the path for the song and then the build happens and then the drop happens and there's a lot of very cool sounds and like the the snare it, he doesn't use like they don't use like <laughs> i keep doing it now it's it's your fault i usually don't have this problem but um the snare they've used isn't like a, a typical snare drum it sounds a bit more hollow and it kind of gives me the feeling of like someone's mining a rock wall somewhere in the, in the cavern that just kind of like keeps on ting ting as as we go and, and the song kind of gets darker and darker kind of giving me the sensation of like going deeper and deeper into the cave it still has this like very actiony beat up <laughs> video game drop to it which uh again I, I drew a parallel to castle crashes i feel like the song specifically kind of has a very similar style to a lot of the castle crashers music uh and this would not be out of place on that soundtrack well, maybe you should put it on your Castle Crashers playlist. I don't have one, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't do playlists that often. Well, you're about to have one that Ooh. I'm going to make for you. I hope so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Well, good. I hope to not disappoint you. Um, <laughs> Inevitably, so, you will. Yeah, of course. I disappoint everybody in my life. But, <laughs> that, but that's neither here nor there. My question to you, simply because... So... Okay, so after I recommended this album at the end of last week's episode, yeah, we, we usually just kind of talk for a bit after the episode ends, and we were talking about this album. We looked up the album on Bandcamp, mm-hmm. and I'm relating it to this because the review that we both read said that Cave Winds was that person's favorite, favorite song. I'd forgotten about that, to be honest. Well, I remember everything, <laughs> except for the things that I don't remember, but... This, it made me wonder, did you buy the entire discography? You said something about if you liked it, you would be like, I'm going to buy this album or I'm going to buy the music or whatever. Yeah. I I did not buy the full discography. 
I I did buy the uh, individual album. I just I I I don't want to commit, right? I don't want to overcommit to Plusle, but I I do really enjoy this album. I just don't know if if how much mileage I would get out of a full discography because there's 13 releases, I think, on Bandcamp. So yeah, I listen to all this music on Spotify, so I'm not as good of a fan as somebody who buys the music off Bandcamp. <laughs> but but I try. I try. I just my I, I don't know I. I, I guess that's kind of a discussion for another another time. It's it's very easy. I mean, if you're paying for Spotify, theoretically the artist is getting a cut of that, right? Whenever you stream their music, like a fraction of a cent per play, though. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know how much the artist makes off of Bandcamp and how much Bandcamp takes. I feel that's like Bandcamp's true. a good platform, though. Yeah. Uh, which is why I buy a lot of music from Bandcamp, just in general, because it's it has a wide selection of lesser known artists. And like it's really easy for artists to set up, and I feel like they probably get a decent cut, but I don't know that. Yeah, uh, and but... it's better quality, usually sound quality. Yeah, like... you can you can download FLAC files, which is fantastic. I, I love <sighs> it, but but well, they're not a sponsor yet. I mean, Bandcamp, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> feel free to sponsor us, and I'll buy every album we do on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, I will too. If you pay me the money to buy it, I will totally. Buy it. <laughs> Anyways, we're uh, getting getting off track again. Yeah, yeah we need to get uh, back to the crossings where yeah. we can find our way back home. Where track number five resides. Crossings. It's called crossings. <laughs> <laughs> this one is it's pretty different. It's a break from the electro type sounds that have been going on. I mean, it's yeah. it's only the natural style. Like this song is just a standalone piano piece, really. Other than, I mean, there's some strings backing it up, some birds chirping in the background to give some ambience, but it's just a very nice and pretty simple song that doesn't have any electronic breakdown type whatever. It's just like maybe you're in the cave winds and the winds have subsided and you're just like looking out at the beautiful, beautiful nature or something. The beautiful nature. (laughs) It's the name of a documentary that we're going to do at some point. Hell yeah. But yeah, it has a lot of ambience, and like I said, it's mostly piano. It's kind of a nice little interlude track, because it's like halfway in the album at this yeah. point. Track 5 of 10, or 11. <laughs> oh, oh, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's kind of sad a little bit, uh, especially towards the end. It kind of picks up some more somber, I guess, sounds using like minor chords and stuff like that. And there's like a, a violin or a string instrument that kind of swells in a bit that gives it kind of this bittersweet feel to it so I'm, I'm not sure narratively like if there is a is, if there's a through line this kind of felt like it was a just like a rest stop along the way right where you're, you're stopping you're taking a break you're kind of reflecting over where you've been where you've got to go in context of a video game you know maybe like this is the halfway point through the game where you're <laughs> like okay well i i still have a bad guy to beat i've made good progress i've left some friends behind but there's still a villain out there that i that i need to kind of work towards and this is just kind of taking a nice little break from adventuring i suppose i like that thought like it's the point where you're like ah the the reality of what is happening happening is hitting you right just like ah shit man i'd love to just retreat into my shell but you know i I gotta keep going yeah there's no no beach around here for which you could collect shells from if you wanted to but there is track number six, which is titled Shells. Boom. There we go. I'm terrible <laughs> at segues, but... Hey, we're, get, we're, we're doing good. 
Uh, yeah, this one has some like breathy wind ambience on a loop. That's kind of interesting to kind of it's it sets a knot rhythm in in some way. Like it, it is rhythmic, <laughs> yeah. but it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a beat at that point. And then there's this kind of sound of the beat being built in the next room over kind of thing where it's a little muffled, a little like tuned in, in, in a strange way. And then it comes through and it's very like bleepy and bloopy and it has this like <laughs> dark moody bass to it. And it kind of has this industrial vibe to the song. And then at some point the industrial elements kind of melt away and leave this kind of bridge of the more floaty boops and some like more <laughs> synth harp stuff that kind of comes in. And there's what sounds like it, it would be a vocal melody if there were vocals, but it's, it's just played on a, uh, some kind of like panpipe synth thing going on that, that it's really interesting why my brain thought that it was like a vocal thing, I guess. And that like, I don't know. It's very, very prominent in the forefront and it's unlike the other sounds that are happening in the song. I guess, but uh, yeah, it 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 has a, such a an interesting change to it. Then the beat comes back, and it's not really the full industrial chaos from the beginning. And then this bass groove comes on in the last you know brief moments of the song, and kind of gets a little little groovy, and then it just kind of kind of leaves. Yeah, I really like the pan pipe. Like it's just I'm all about the pan pipe. Too, it totally man. sounds like. <laughs> It sounds like something, it reminds me of just a water level from like an N64 game Hell yeah. or something, which I mean, it totally goes against the, uh, it goes nice with, it's a nice contrast, I guess, to the industrial sounds that yeah. start off the song. That drum at the beginning where it sounds like they're forming the beat in another room, it reminds me of like something Daft Punk would do on like an yeah. earlier album. It, it's kind of the vibe that that gave me, which... I mean, you all, From if like you... The, the homework era. Kind yeah, of which I've been listening to that a lot since I got that. I, I just started listening to my own music that's not on a streaming service. And I'm trying to form He's my own... become a snob. Yeah, I'm trying to form my own catalog of music and have like a player that like I actually have the music instead of I'm just paying somebody to be like, here, you can listen to this lower quality version of... <laughs> of this song but as long as you keep paying us then we'll which i mean that's my pay. problem with with subscription services in general anywhere it just yeah it feels bad to me it does it feels bad to me but it's just so convenient <laughs> yeah. and i hate myself for it <laughs> it's like I drinking mean, shitty like cokes all the time because you're like i'm going to the going to the gas station i'm gonna I'm feeling Bye. personally attacked by this. <laughs> I mean, I, I I do it all the time. Like <laughs> whenever I'm out and about, that's like that's my thing. I love like going on drives and just stopping yeah. at a gas station and being like, Okay, I'm gonna get a drink, it's gonna be great. But then I'm like, after I do it, I'm like, Oh god, why why did I spend that money on why did I spend ten dollars on like three cans of this <laughs> this drink? Do you, and, side note. I, mean, I guess not totally side. Do you ever go out driving somewhere that's not that you're not super familiar with and stop at a gas station out there that's like a new gas station to you and feel this kind of weird rush of like exploring a new a new gas station kind of a thing? I fucking love that feeling. Okay. <laughs> like it's just like everything's new and fresh, especially when I can go there and get like shitty coffee. Yeah. Something something about I never put 
anything in my coffee. I, If I'm making my coffee at home, I always drink it black. But if I'm going out and I'm like going into a gas station and getting like the shitty watery coffee that they have, I just put so much like cream and sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about that taste that I'm just like, it's kind I'm of like a guilty fu- pleasure. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on the fucking road. Like I, <laughs> it's, I'm out here. I'm just driving around. I don't know where the fuck I am. And it's, yeah. uh, it's just a good feeling. Yeah. It makes me feel e- like I'm on a road trip. I guess. It's even better when the, uh, the clerk or attendant that's working is, is kind of friendly. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like uh, maybe, maybe start up a quick conversation with some complete stranger that I'll probably never see again because I'm, not likely to come back to this gas station for any reason. God, especially whenever it's like they have enough regulars for them to be like, "Oh, you're you're new here." Where yeah, are you? like, <laughs> and you're just like, "Yes, I am new here." <laughs> I, I'm sure that happens a lot more around rural areas where we are. Yeah, than in in cities, I don't. Do people in cities go driving? Uh, probably that happens. I mean, they probably do, but not to the. I don't know. I guess I can't speak for anybody okay, if, in a city. If you're, if you're listening and you're in a major city, right? You live in an apartment somewhere in, in like a downtown major city area. Let us know in the comments if you go out for casual uh, drives for fun. Or maybe walks. I don't know. Maybe they walk. That's true. Like around the city. Those healthy people walking. Fuck that. I want to sit in my metal fucking room it it blows my mind sometimes i know this is way too far off but like i was (laughs) i was driving and my head was hitting the ceiling of my car and i really had i realized it's like i'm just sitting in a little like a metal contraption yeah i'm I'm just in a metal contraption just (laughs) flying just fucking flying and this thing is like barely bigger than i am and i'm just like rolling down the road at 60 miles an hour or whatever and it's or it's, whatever yeah oh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna incriminate <laughs> myself but <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting that yeah i don't know some of it, i i agree though something about it just feels exhilarating i guess yeah. to just go out on a drive but uh track number seven is hailstorm hell yeah uh, in case you all missed that segue that we didn't make <laughs> <laughs> this one i i really like this song be, mainly because of the transformation that it goes through like it starts out with this key part that gets transformed into like this really high and bright sounding part. That's like, it's like the keys get transformed into like a synth part. I know it's probably all the same thing and he's just changing sure. what, what, what the sound is, but it's like very, it ends up as like this very airy and glassy feel. And then like, like I always mention, I listen on headphones. So like, I really like what they do with the volume. And it's mm-hmm. like there's parts in this song specifically where they're just like cutting out the sound and like the silence becomes the quick silence. It's not like there's a second of silence. It's like a fraction right. of a second, but it's like all sound is cut out. It's and that piercing form, how quiet it is. Yeah. And it's like that forms part of the beat. And then the drop on this one gets that sawtooth type of sound with the key or xylophone. I can't really make out exactly what it is, but it's got that in yeah. the background. And I mean, it's just a pretty short and sweet track that I always like to listen to. I agree. I think this was like the first like standout track for me on this island. I didn't mark a favorite, but if I had to guess, it'd probably be this one just because it's like, I don't know. It it has that build that was kind of expected at this point, but it's not like a super aggressive drop. 
it's it's just kind of like this cool piano and and some bass and it's not like super upbeat or anything and it just like i don't know it has a good vibe of like staring out the window watching it rain kind of a thing but it's also a little bit more like optimistic from it and then like you said that the sawtooth synth kind of comes back and it kind of gets a little bit darker and darker and then gets a bit techno-y and and has like this very bright piano sound that comes in with like the main melody and it's just i don't know it's a very interesting dynamic track with a lot of the kind of like you mentioned the volume shifting it just feels very like movement heavy i suppose yeah and i i I don't know like volume i guess that's dynamics that's what that is yeah but uh it's not in almost any other form of media it's not something that i like i hate when movies do it and it's like yeah one dude part, that pisses me off <laughs> like i'm just like i don't want to keep fucking changing the volume every five seconds <laughs> to hear what somebody's talking about yeah. and then have to crank it down 30 points just to just to get through a fight scene or something so i don't blow my fucking speakers out but in <laughs> just, music just be like me and just use subtitles and keep it at some some weird average I'm glad you said that. I I don't watch TV since I was maybe like 15. I don't watch mm-hmm. TV, maybe even before then. I don't watch TV or movies without subtitles. I always have subtitles on. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV or movies in general, but I, I, I don't know when I started, but I definitely prefer having subtitles on now. Maybe it's just because I'm getting deaf and it's harder yeah. for me to hear or, or understand what people are saying, but... That could be. Fuck it, you know? Yeah. I'm a subtitle well, boy. You know, I, I bet all these non-subtitle people are gonna like banish us to a mountain where we're gonna have to just rest up there for the rest of our lives. Just, I'm okay with that. That sounds yeah. lovely. Have a nice it does little, sound have, have a nice little mountain rest while we record the podcast talking about track number eight. Mountain titled, rest titled "Mountain Rest." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I really like out. the vocal instrumentation on this track. It definitely has kind of more of that like Porter robinson kind of feel to it but it's still distinctly not porter robinson like plus has a very unique spin on a lot of the elements from other artists that we've kind of mentioned the song is so like calming without being completely ambient in some ways and it kind of goes into like a lo-fi beat where you feel like you're kind of zooming out like the camera's panning out from some old-timey radio and saying that you're just like <laughs> post-apocalyptic world kind of a thing uh, and then the fidelity comes back with the, the music and the beat kind of kicks back in and it's very like hopeful and driven. And I, I th- was again, trying to kind of figure out where this fits within a narrative, I guess of a video game or something. And it kind of like felt like the protagonist is having some sort of montage where they're making their way through some sort of city that's been broken down. And then you hear this child's laughter and and like there's like a sample that kind of it doesn't loop i don't think but there's this kind of constant scattered giggling and and laughing of children that kind of made me think that like okay well the protagonist at this point is has found some sort of small oasis within the city where there's still some semblance of civilization and things are okay here even if it's not the protagonist's final destination they can kind of feel like they've they've found a, a safe place for the night kind of a thing i like that story Thanks, because I'm going to sell I, it in a book. And not credit plus at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the book's going to be titled Mountain Sleep. <laughs> yep. 
and your your pin name is gonna be minus soul. Minus soul. Minin. It'll be minin. minin. Yeah, there we go. Minin. minin. And then, then Nintendo's gonna fucking sue you. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But I yeah, I I really like this song. It is it starts off with like it they're almost like ethereal voices and then actual voices yeah. come in and it's just like super heavenly, I guess. And yeah, like I I totally dig lo-fi beat type stuff, and this has that feel all over it. the The little kid laughing is kind of like I don't want to say it's creepy because it doesn't sound creepy in the context <laughs> of the song, but little kids laughing like that it it's always just kind of yeah it's unsettling for me because because I'm a fucking baby I guess and I'm just like oh little kids laughing or maybe maybe you've seen too many horror movies where the kid turns out to be some demonic creature. You know, I totally have. My mom is all about <laughs> horror movies, and whenever I was a kid, she would just watch them, yeah. and then I, I'd be like, eh, "What's what's happening?" And she'd be like, "I'm watching a movie," and then I'd just end up watching it and be like, "Oh my god, I'm traumatized. I'm, I'm scared of everything now." <laughs> I remember getting like act, feeling actually sick as a young child, like a very young child. I was probably like, I think five, and like Predator. Which yeah. isn't a horror movie. It, right. it was on TV and I was just like, it was like the first time I saw like extreme gore because there's like people getting like run through with blades and there's like their guts are falling out. And I was just yeah. like, we were about to eat dinner and I was just like, I don't know if I'm hungry anymore, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. I think I think the closest thing I had to that being scared by a, a not horror movie uh, was one of the Ghostbuster movies. I think it was the second Ghostbuster movie when I was very young. I have a very distinct memory of there's a scene in the movie um where there's like some pink goo coming out of <laughs> the uh, the bathtub spout mm-hmm. while some there's like some baby is like sitting in the bathtub and then this pink goo is coming out to like grab it or whatever and i remember watching that uh with my family and then i had to go up and, and take a bath before bed and i <laughs> i would refuse i refused to take a bath without my mom sitting in the bathroom beside me to make sure that i didn't get snatched up by some pink goo kind of a thing so that's that's my cowardly child moment that I oh remember. there we go as long as we all have one i don't feel like such a baby <laughs> do you have more than one though uh, not really. I'm really at this okay. point in my life. I'm not really afraid of anything. I was just trying to make you feel like a, a sissy if you did have more than one. Oh no, I, 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 I was not afraid of as many things as I should have been as a kid. I think. <laughs> well, if if you were, those fears have probably been left in the in the ruins of time. Well, I hope they stay there because I would like to spend less of my time being afraid and more time talking about track number nine, ruins of time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> killing it hell this, yeah this one i i feel like I, I know i said hailstorm was probably my favorite i feel like this is also a contender Ooh. for my favorite track where it just i don't know it, it feels like i'm in some sort of like underground temple and you can hear this this noise that i think is mostly intended as ambience but in my gamer mind i kept thinking of like a, a trap blade swinging through like some hall yes. of a dungeon somewhere in the distance and you can just kind of hear it echoing where you can't see it you know it's somewhere in this dungeon but you hear it and you know what's coming kind of a thing and then this flute comes in and the beat comes in and i just lose all sense of where i'm at and <laughs> i just i don't know flute hits me in such a specific weird way when it's incorporated to like non-classical music i guess and it just like i don't know it's it's beautiful i love it it's fantastic and then you get these big brass stabs that come in towards the end with another like techno build and the song just really takes a turn 
and it's just like i don't know there's a lot of progression a lot of experimentation throughout the album but especially on this track i feel it stands out to me it's just like it's it's crazy how many different like moments you feel like you're in throughout the course of the song yeah for real like this is one of the shortest i mean one of the short it's three minutes but i mean like in these last few songs Mm -hmm. they kind of get a little bit longer like uh shells was like almost four minutes mountain rest i think was a little over four minutes and then this one it's just a little bit shorter but he like they pack in so much different type of stuff like there is like the flute like it it's it starts off not so chill but then the flute kind of comes in and you're like oh okay flute this is nice (laughs) yeah and then the big bombastic buildup kind of like it's got these rattly like brass stabs, these bass notes and everything. And then the song at the end, whenever it finally like drops for the final time, it reminds me of like a fight song, like some yeah. crazy shits going down. Like you're fighting the boss here yep. and it's just, it's a great feeling. This is one of my favorites as well. It's definitely always on. If I'm making like a cool video game playlist, this one's always on it and side note how many cool video game playlists do you have i i am going through my what was my itunes that i took off of my parents computer and i'm finding so many like playlists that i had in there and i'm so would you make a new playlist for like every new game that you played i would make i would make a new playlist for most games that i would play and sometimes I would make multiples depending on what mood I was feeling. Because yeah. there were like games that I'd be like, well, if I'm feeling like pissed off, I'm going to play this game. Or if I'm feeling like I just want a chill night, I'm playing this game. But then sometimes I like I would do it with like Elder Scrolls games a yeah. lot where it's like, okay, if I'm feeling sad, I'm going to play this yes, game because I'm feeling I'm sad. Thinking. Or if I'm, pl- if I'm feeling adventurous, I'm going to play this game because I'm feeling adventurous. And it's like, I'm playing the same game, but I'm feeling it different so i want different music for yeah it, i guess the, the the sad boy nights where you're just like wandering around like skyrim or something and just kind of taking in the natural beauty of of skyrim and then there's yes. the more adventurous where you want to go out and you want to explore a dungeon or, or climb a mountain and fight something kind of a thing I've hell yeah with you. Oh, not God. that i made playlists for it but i've definitely had those kind of like mood associations with how i act and behave in a game <laughs> Yeah, it's like going on to Grand Theft Auto and obeying all the traffic laws yeah. because you're just like, I just want to just escape. Dude, like, <laughs> like fucking playing Grand Theft Auto 5 when you're in like such a sad boy mood and just getting in like a helicopter and just kind of like slowly cruising over the city and like just taking it all in. It's just like, I don't know, there's something special about it. It's very nice. It's like escapism, doing things that you could just do, but it's like in a fresh new world, I guess. Yeah. It feels different. And without having to put on pants. <laughs> and without, yeah, without having to put on pants, without having to work and dedicate your life in a, such a way that you can afford a helicopter to fly around. <laughs> that too. Track number 10 is Limit Breaker. Boom, breaking limits. Breaking with, limits and not doing segues. Yeah, because this broke the limit of longest song on the album at 5 minutes and 45 seconds. That's unheard of. It's at least 2 minutes well, not at least. It's almost two minutes longer than the next longest song. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good final track. I think it it like it. This feels like the the pinnacle, the apex of the the fight with the bad guy. Perhaps there's some like <laughs> echoey room with like some simple piano and a slow heartbeat. 
and it like kind of feels like okay maybe this is like the sad credits for for the thing and the drums come in and they're a bit like tribal and and, and driving and stuff so i was like okay well maybe the hero's overcoming this this final sadness to to bring a whoop into the boss you know <laughs> and then we get to this like distorted electric guitar that comes in and some very like staccato string stabs and stuff and i'm like we're definitely approaching <laughs> boss boss territory here for that and then the music drops and it just leaves some like somber piano and i was like well that's kind of unexpected and it just kind of sits there for a minute and then there's this quick rise and a build with some like nasty distorted synths that remind me of Daft Punk's like aerodynamic, that kind mm-hmm. of synth sound with it. And then it's right back on track to defeating the, the evil boss of, of this mountain that we're fighting in or something. And it's got some chiptone synth stuff that feels just perfect for being in such a video game mindset. The drums swing a bit towards the end and add uh, a ride symbol that really just pulls it all together for this big finale. And then the song just kind of ends unceremoniously <laughs> as some sort of like cliffhanger, like, oh, we'll see you in the next game kind of thing that I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah, I like that. Like it is, it does just kind of end at a, like it's, it ends on a big note, really, where you're yeah. just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the energy's there. The The protagonist is stabbing his sword into the heart of the bad guy. And then it just black screen. There, there's no resolution. <laughs> Especially because it has, like like you said, it has almost a fake ending about halfway through yeah. where it, it kind of brings it back down after the, it brings in an electric guitar or what yeah. sounds like an electric guitar. I don't know if it's actually sure. a guitar, but it's like, you're just like, oh shit, it's going down. And then it stops and you're like, ah, oh, did, did, is the battle over? No, second boss phase, whatever. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just, it ends there. So who knows? Who knows what the next album is going to bring? Hopefully it brings brings <laughs> a conclusion. To that. It's gonna start at this energy that it ended on. That would be intense. Just to fucking buckle your seatbelt and go in. But there is an eleventh track to this album that is uh, not technically part of the album. And it's not on Spotify, so and I didn't know. It's not on Spotify. It. Joey didn't know about it. I didn't know about it uh, until I bought the album because I've been listening to the album on Bandcamp because it's uh, not on YouTube music and I don't want to fucking pay for Spotify. But uh, so I've been listening to it on Bandcamp and on Bandcamp, it says that there are 11 tracks, but there are only 10 of them displayed. And when you listen to it on Bandcamp, there's only 10 tracks. And then I, I bought it today uh, and downloaded it. And there was an 11th track included and it's called the frost below the cabin. And I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting that I, I messaged Joey to make sure that there were only 10 tracks that he was doing and he did. But then I listened to the 11th track anyway, and it's so different from the rest of the album. It's like this kind of like spicy jazzy uh, piano piece that comes in. And then there's like a soft, smooth, upright bass and the drums are very like swingy and jazzy. And it just, I feel like I'm sitting in some dimly lit jazz club or some (laughs) speakeasy thing, which uh, I mean, I totally get why it's not included in the album because it's so distinct from all of those but boy i really enjoy that track it's it's kind of a nice like chilling maybe like a post credit scene to the adventure of the album where it's just kind of like it, it's resetting the mood after such a big cliffhanger of an ending kind of a thing so uh it's it's pretty cool i i recommend i'm gonna send it to you joey which like, i guess if you're listening don't don't tell on me <laughs> but 
but yeah, I, I, I think you're gonna, you're gonna like it. I think everyone else will too. Look at, it might be on YouTube. If you just search the frost below the cabin, I don't know. It's a pretty cool track and it's kind of like an ultimate hidden bonus track kind of thing. Cause it's as far as I'm aware, only available if you buy the album on Bandcamp. Well, you know what? Maybe I will. I mean, even if you do send it to me, potentially, I'm not. I'm not making any sort of definitive statement. <laughs> no, I don't yeah. know if you're going to send you're it. Gonna, you're going to buy his discography anyway. Yeah. On that camp, so. I'll end up buying it because just the fact that there's a bonus track. I really liked Aura, so maybe there's a bonus track there. Maybe there's not. I want flat downloads of all of the music anyway because Spotify. <laughs> it's pretty plays. cheap. Yeah, I think it's like fifteen bucks for his his discography on Bandcamp. Well, buy know, music people, don't just yeah. stream it. Because buy, buy merch, buy yeah. buy whatever you can buy from the artists themselves and not from some faceless corporation. <laughs> Send money directly to the artist, like yeah. cash in an envelope. It in an envelope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, but yeah, overall, I love I like this album a lot. It's got a lot of feels that are similar to artists that i like like i mentioned flume and i've, I've mentioned porter robinson and daft punk and, and water flame and stuff like that so like i'm i'm all about it it's a very cool album i'm glad you recommended it to me next week <gasps> we're going to be doing uh an album called the rise and fall of Loverboy" by the band sir sly sir sly yep which uh i found them they actually opened for k flay when i went and saw her live once uh and I really liked their their sound. I liked specifically there was like one performance of a song that they did that really hooked me. And I went and looked into them. And they actually just released this album this year called The Rise and Fall of Loverboy. So uh, it's, it's fresh in my mind. I've been kind of listening to it here and there throughout this year. And I feel like it'd be fun to, to share and talk about. So we're going to be doing that next week. Until then, uh, you guys can hit us up. Twitter, Facebook instagram even i don't i don't know how, how notification heavy we are on instagram i don't get notifications so i'm assuming nobody's messaging us i mean i look on there and nobody fucking says cool. anything nobody so. likes us <laughs> nobody's saying anything anywhere we're just kind of floating in the void but alone but yeah send us some messages let us know what you you thought of plus let us know what you think of sir sly next week when we talk about it you can listen and, and feel part of the conversation if you give us some comments or something but uh at least, at the very least, even if you're not going to comment, like 100% of you are not going to comment, <laughs> uh, just stay in our feedback loop. And bye. Bye.